let me uh, do a couple things here. I'm, I'm going to do one just to uh, encourage you because of experience in my life. But um, Michelle, you do not have the verses for this, but let me just share it as an encouragement and then move to my next things. Um, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, uh, Hebrews, which was written about the glorious supremacy of Jesus and to Jewish believers who had received Christ but were getting um, lots of pressure. Uh, they weren't like just having fun little conferences. Uh, they're just trying to survive believing in Jesus while people hate them. And this letter's written so they won't give up. And here's the words, kind of at a crescendo moment in the book of Hebrews. You need to persevere. You have need of perseverance so that when you've done the will of God, you'll receive what he has promised. Again, these are people that are losing everything, and some of them have probably lost people that were close to them, even their lives. It says, for in just a little while, he who's coming will come. He's not going to delay, but my righteous one will live by faith. I, ha I take no pleasure in those who shrink back, in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to the shrinkers, to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we have faith and we're saved. Paul's trying to make an appeal to them that though everything in their mind says I need to do what would make it easier for me, by easing up in my devotion to Jesus, he's begging them not to do it because there's a better reward coming. And I just wanted to say to some of you that you have need of perseverance and God wants to give you perseverance. And I'll tell you this, we highlight a bunch of stuff in the body of Christ, we get up here. I love it when Josh Engel tells us stories about the guy that was going to commit suicide getting saved. That's awesome. I love to hear about 27 healings. That's awesome. But I also like in my living room hearing Josh and Stacy talk about for 62 days being in this tiny apartment with their four kids, and it was miserable, kind of, and they persevered day after day after day. God loves the high stuff, but I'm telling you, we don't make a big enough deal about perseverance. Perseverance is the great, great, I think, miracle that we can endure in the midst of temptation to draw us or pressure that wants to make us quit. This is the glorious deal. And what the Lord's saying here, my righteous ones will walk by faith. Hebrews 11 is going to go into what it means to walk by faith. And at the end, he's going to talk about a group of people the earth is not worthy to even have. And they never got what was promised to them. They were sawn in two, stoned, killed, maligned, betrayed, mauled by animals. None of them got what they believed that was going to be promised to them. Yet they persevered and were faithful to the end. These are my heroes. When I saw in South Korea, these, North, these missionaries and Chinese missionaries that had endured you know, through beatings and jail time. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, we're, we're so honoring the guy who wrote the book and runs the conference that thousands go to. And praise God for those things. I mean, honestly. But man, the heroes. Heaven will honor people in a different way. And he wants to honor you. And listen, I just want to encourage you. Keep on. Keep on enduring. The Holy Spirit wants to give you everything you need to endure. And there's something I think devastating to the kingdom of darkness and demons when you keep going forward rejoicing when you're hurting. I'm one of those guys that the Lord heals me and takes away seven to eight things that were in my way and then hurt. But I'm also that guy that a couple things haven't gone away. And they hurt. And they're painful. And the, I feel like the, maybe the 
best fragrance I give to the Lord is when I don't despair in the midst of the pain of the thing he didn't take away yet. And I just want to encourage you around that. I think some of the best worship in our lives happens when we praise him in the delay and then the pain. And this perseverance is a powerful thing. And I apologize that especially in the American church that this is not staged better. <laughs> that we endured, we endured, we endured. And so, Father, I pray for everyone in the room that feels like they're about to quit. Everyone that's going to listen to this online that feels like they're about to quit. Let there be no quitters. God, may no one shrink back, no matter how big the ouch, how big the rejection, how big the pain. We have need of perseverance, and we want to offer our perseverance to you as an act of worship and as an act of vengeance against our enemies. You are worth not giving up on. And so I pray everyone in the room could persevere through the ache and the pain, and no one would give up, and we'd get to the finish line. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Keep on, keep on. Let me do a couple things. Operating by hope and rejecting despair and fear motivation techniques. I'm just going to like release to you an encouragement. Semi-rebuke in the midst of this culture. In Isaiah chapter 6, this is what it says heaven is saying. In the year that uh, um, the King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted. and Seated on the throne. You remember it. His train of his robe filled the temple. And above him were the seraphim, and they had six wings, remember? And they're, they're, it describes them and all their glory. And it says they were calling to one another. Listen what the heavenly creatures are saying. Holy, holy, holy. Holy Father, Holy Son, Holy Spirit. Thrice person God, one God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of your glory. The whole earth is, not will be, the whole earth is, is what heaven is saying. Now that's happening while there's murder, evil governments, rape, pillaging, disease on the planet during that time. But what heaven is saying is saying what is reality. And reality is that the whole earth is full of the glory of the Lord, even though there's deception in many places. So, I believe, like heaven, we're to speak and think in alignment with reality that is not yet. I think we need to get our brains and our tongues in the midst of contradiction with heaven, thinking and saying what reality is in the mind of the Lord. In Revelations 5.13, this is a stunning deal, and this is my theology of why fish and trees will sing. Then I heard every creature, it says every creature, in heaven... And on earth, that means cats and dogs and panthers and human beings, every creature on the earth and the sea, and all that was in the sea saying this, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and glory and honor forever and ever. And the four living creatures said amen and fell down. There will be a great global all-creature worship service eventually. I don't care what it looks like today. We're headed toward a, all a great global all-creature worship service. It, it, the trees of the field are going to clap their hands. The, the, literally, I think the animal kingdom, wolf's going to lay down with lamb, and they're not going to do that. I think they're going to sing praise songs, but whatever. You can do whatever you want with that. Either way, every creature is about to give praise to the Lord. That's where I'm headed. 
That's not happening right now. Most of the earth is rejecting the rightful king of the earth. But I don't live in the uh, of the reality. Now, I live in the reality of what's coming. Because we are a generation and a race of hope. And it's a hope that may not, it's not like we kind of hope it happens. It's hope built in faith because it's gonna happen. Listen to this, John eleven twenty six. This is insanity out of the mouth of Jesus. Multiple times, but I'll give you one. And whoever lives by believing in me, what does that say? They'll never die. That's the, I, you look in the Greek. That's what it says. It's the, it's the in order. Whoever believes in me and lives, they're never ever going to die. Listen, every one of those people had a bodily, bodily funeral. But Jesus, in his kingdom insanity, cannot see death anymore as the same. He's about to strike death in a powerful way. Because he's going to take death on him, he's going to explode up out of that grave, and now he's going to say, I'm going to bring a contradictory reality into conflict with what the Adam race sees and experiences. So, Jesus talks like death is no more, because in him, it is. This talking now like the future is already the reality should calibrate, I believe, again, how we talk and think. So listen, if that's true, I hope you're hearing me. I'm not. I'm not anti. This stinks. I'm having a bad day. I stumped my toe. Ouch. Okay, I get it. I'm not pretending that we don't feel pain. But there's something, and I'm hearing it in the, in the public dialogue, in the political dialogue that's just grieving my heart that is this manipulative, despairing talk to try to get action out of people. So, I believe this negates manipulative fear motivation techniques like this. If this situation doesn't change, we're never going to make it. That's a lie. That's a lie. If the White House doesn't change, America's going to end. That's a lie. I'm, not, I'm just standing against it. I don't care who's in the White House. Jesus is on a white throne. Kidding me? We're in trouble. People doing that. We're in trouble. And what they're doing is they're despairing, yes, but they're actually trying to motivate action. They're trying to get people to get action. I get that. But I am begging the body of Christ not to borrow the fear manipulative techniques that the world uses to manipulate our people. We should move the body of Christ by truth and reality. We win. We win. <laughs> this is headed toward great global worship. Jesus is marching on the earth right now through the body of Christ. Don't move out and vote and do what you do and go open PFRCs and do, you know what I mean? But we don't motivate. If the Muslims get control of this planet, we're totally doomed. That's a lie. This planet will be a stage for global worship for Jesus. I don't care who what they... I remember when Obama got... Do you remember that? Obama gets elected and everybody's like, it's going to be a Muslim nation. <laughs> All I'm saying is settle down. Settle down. Let the Bible, the Bible inform us about what reality is. And we got to stop manipulating and trying to motivate 
even if it's for a good cause, with the same stinking hellish techniques. Fear, manipulation, oh my gosh, we're in trouble. Stop it. We're not in trouble if we're in Jesus. I've become, I've began eternal life already. Think I'm in trouble? Then kill me. The worst thing that could happen to me is my entry to his presence. And then my body's going to get up out of a grave with a trumpet sound. It's all going to turn out pretty good. We speak differently because we are in Christ and in a kingdom that's filling the now with the future. I like that sentence. I just, that's my last sentence. I might say so myself. You and I speak and think differently because this kingdom that's in the future is spilling back on my now. And so here I am, as George Eldon Ladd, one of the theology, we're in the presence of the future. And because of that, we got to think different. We got to talk different. We don't need our devil, enemy, and spirits in the spirit realm hearing Jesus' followers despair. <laughs> when you despair, and I've done it, but it's an amen to the kingdom of darkness. I'm just done doing it. I'm sick of it. They're watching, they're listening, and I want them to be devastated not only when it breaks through and I have victory, but when I get kicked back and I'm still saying I've got the victory. I've got the victory. Everybody believes we got the victory. Say amen. I mean, our king got up out of the grave. <laughs> he floated up in the sky and sits in the heavenly realms in a body right now. And he's coming back to ruin reign. Don't you despair. Despair is a disease. And it's an amen to the kingdom of darkness. So I want to pray now because sincere believers and ministries are using these manipulative fear techniques to try to activate people to do the right thing. And I'm telling you, the end does not justify the means. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? I got to get everybody out to vote, right? I got to get everybody out to, so I'm just going to do whatever. I'm going to, don't do it. The means is as important as the end when you're in the kingdom of God. And so we speak truth and we speak reality. So I'm going to pray right now for the cleansing of our palate. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray you cleanse our palate from this fear-based manipulative stuff. This, this agreement with despair that's not rooted in reality. I pray you shift our reality. Let us walk by faith and not by sight. I pray we could ache and ouch while giving you praise and giving you honor. I'm praying, Father, for everyone in this room. I pray for ministries in our city. I pray for ministries across the nation, God, that we would be free from taking up these wicked weapons of the kingdom of darkness, that you would have a people who speak your word right. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.